music for the podcast. Uh, we don't actually have any theme music, so someone will probably make one up for us. I don't want to name any Rachel. I hope it's Rachel that does that for the podcast. Ooh, we're back. Uh, as requested with the original theme music. Yes, we did have a... We did have a not not a criticism, <laughs> but uh, it was a criticism. A picked bone. Uh, so Connor, if you're listening, there. And that's for you, Connor. We did that that's for, for you. you. We took uh, a step back towards unprofessionalism. Yep. Specifically for Connor. Welcome back, everyone. Uh, we're back in the tiny room for Michael and Benjamin's podcast. I'm Ooh. Michael, as usual, and I'm here with my unusually croaky. I'm incredibly croaky today. <laughs> Quite <laughs> croaky. Crow-host Ben. Crow-host. Ben. You're what? Did you just say crow-host? Crow-host. <laughs> It'll do. I think you did say crow-host, which is amazing. He's my crow-host. Uh, one of our artist listeners should probably draw a picture of me with you as a crow. That'd be good. That would be good. That'd be good. I'd be someone, okay with that. Someone do that. I've always wanted to be a, an animal sidekick. Yes. But one that smokes and drinks and fights and stuff. <laughs> you don't smoke. Or drink. Or fight. Or fight yeah. <laughs> I can't leave all that up to you, but can you imagine what a character change it'd be? There'd be so much growth to be had. Uh, what are we doing? Oh yeah, <laughs> we're a bit out of practice. <laughs> ben, we've had a tweet. A tweet, Michael. Yes, we've had a tweet. Uh, this tweet is from. It's from John, and John. John's Twitter handle is made up on the spot, and John wonders. <laughs> Hey, you guys! Thanks for <laughs> thanks for taking me to see Inhumans. <laughs> oh, okay. And he he says this is more characters than a tweet tweet will allow. You doesn't matter. Let's <laughs> not spoil the illusion. And he says, um, "Do you guys think that Saga Ooh. would make a better TV show or comic book?" Now I've gone ahead and assumed that he meant the comic book Saga and not just the concept of sagas. Well, there's quite a few to be adapted if he's going for mythological sagas. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll talk about the comic book. Fair enough. Yeah. So sounds, yeah. sounds good. <laughs> it's like our first ever podcast. <laughs> it's like we don't know what we're doing. Ben! <laughs> we keep looking at each other just being like, this is weird. <laughs> what do we, we say again? <laughs> ben, what even is saga? What even is saga? Well, saga is a comic book. Yes, it written is. Written by sea viewers. <laughs> it's in uh, it's in Nick's hand there. It's it's volume two, mm-hmm. volume two. Um, Saga is a comic written by Brian K. Vaughan, Brian K. Vaughan of Why the Last Man um, and other such Runaways, other things. Uh, Runaways. Oh yeah, he did the Runaways. That's been adapted Marvel. into TV. Is it? Yes. It's not being done by any major network though, is it? It's been done. Is it Hulu? Oh, didn't we talk about this before? Yeah, I think so. Or like Next Wave or something like that. Yeah, it's a weird thing. Some weird place got their hands on it and it's going to be Anyway, sorry. Brian K. Vaughan. (laughs) And it's drawn by Fiona Staples. Um, I've always pronounced this Stapless. Oh. I'm probably wrong. I mean, we can have a Stapless Staples off. It's it's fine. If Fiona Staples would like to get in touch with us here at the podcast and let us know how her name is pronounced. Also, if you'd like to come and join the podcast. Yeah, that'd be good. That'd be nice. We've always wanted an industry insider. Do you think she has good banter? I'd say she does. Yeah, probably. She has she's great art. Good art. Great art. Yeah. Like great it's, art. It's good art. All the, you know, all of Hazel's dialogue bubbles are her handwriting. I do know that, yes. Yeah. It's quite cool. 
I like that. Anyway, 2012, Image <laughs> Comics, looking for their next big hit, uh, started putting out Saga. And I think it became kind of wildly successful beyond yeah. anything that anyone expected. Like almost instantly popular. Um, and it's not really hard to see why. There's a little shrivel dick. <laughs> oh. It's a big huge There it is. Dick. That looks like a, a syphilis ridden. It's disgusting. Tiny, tiny dick. Sorry, go on. But it's good but art, though. A huge hit. Uh, so it became a huge hit in a, in a really unpredicted way. Mm-hmm. Um, but once you actually read it, I don't think it's hard to see why that is. I... It's very good. As you know, I'm a huge fan of genre hybrids. You are. I like it when they take different genres and they smush it together. And I think it's the only way that Hollywood or anything will allow things to be original anymore is if you have very clear tones from two different genres and you mush them together. Right. And Saga does this with about... 85 different genres of fiction. Name several of them. Uh, so, I guess the quickest way to identify what it is is a space opera. Yeah. Um, the whole plot... Oh, I love boobies. ...centers around... <laughs> boobies and bare backs and horns and wings. Mm-hmm. The whole plot centers around a very important conflict that's going on in a galaxy far, far away that isn't... Is it far, far isn't away? isn't directed by George Lucas. Um, they never really talk about where it is, do they? No, it's just somewhere. It's a different place. Somewhere in the known universe, well, unknown universe, I think, at this point. Mm-hmm. But between two planets, Landfall mm-hmm. and Wreath, mm-hmm. uh, it's a very unusual uh, war because Wreath is a moon that orbits Landfall, mm-hmm. and they can't have a direct war. Uh, so what they've kind of done is they've they've outsourced their war, because if they have a war between each other, either Wreath will destroy Landfall, mm-hmm. Or landfall will destroy Wreath, and that would mess up their orbit, and everything would go wrong. Be mutually assured destruction. Exactly. So what they've kind of done in an interesting and very Brian K. Vaughan way is they've uh, outsourced their war to other planets, like Afghanistan. Yeah, kind of. They use their colonies to have a little war. It's like the Cold War. Have a little warry war. Exactly. I I hadn't realized that until just now when you said that. Exactly. Yeah. It's like. The Muhadin and the and the and the Taliban and all that stuff yeah, in the eighties, where they have it in different places, and you uh, you arm one side to do your work for you somewhere else. It's very interesting. It's very it's very well done. Mm. The context is very interesting, but overall, yeah, it doesn't really center around that war specifically. It centers around two characters, Alana and Marco. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alana and Marco are from uh, both of those planets, respectively. Alana is from Landfall, and Marco is from Wreath. Um, and it's very Romeo and Juliet in the beginning. Yeah. Uh, Marco is a war hero of Reed. He's known for his brutal kind of conquests and battles. And things He's like a bad that. ass. He's a bad ass. Mm. Um, and oh, Alana, hold on, man. I'm going to stop you there. I have a picture of his ass here. <laughs> and this fun. looks fine. It's a fine ass. It's a fine ass. <laughs> he is a fine ass bad ass. I think... I think, and this is completely made up on the spot, but I reckon that Saga probably has some of the greatest amount of erotic fan fiction written about it ever. You think so? And there's a lot of pictures of him doodling other famous diddling. Diddling, diddling. not doodling. <laughs> not doodling. Doodling is what you do. Doodling is what I do. I, well, I do. Some, oh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> never mind. No, look, I but, chose doodling there. Uh, it's derogatory overtones. <laughs> that wasn't an accident. So. It centers around these two. They fall in love while Marco is being held in prison. His prison officer is Alana. They fall in love uh, and they have a little baby. They have a baby. They have a baby. And the baby is Hazel. And Hazel is an abomination. Uh oh. 
because Hazel is a hybrid. Oh. Um, she's half wreath. And uh, as and we know, you're against race mixing. I, I am. I've, I've always firmly believed that we shouldn't. No, I'm kidding. That's completely untrue. Sleep with whoever you want. Yeah. Have children with whoever you like. Yeah. We here at Michael and Benjamin's Closet, I just ask that you do it responsibly. Um, and, you know, takeaway is fine once a week, but if, you know, not every night of the week, healthy lifestyles, well promoted. What? Are we talking about no, diet? I'm just, I'm just, Mindfulness? I'm, I'm just You're calling me around. fat? Because I'm on holidays. <laughs> and I've been having a lot of takeaways. <laughs> I did find that out. It was brought up by a listener who sent in a tweet. Uh, <laughs> Mick's been getting a little chubby around the edges. There. Shut up! <laughs> Ripped! Yeah. That muscle! Anyway, so. We got so sidetracked this week. We're so what are we talking about? So, they fall in love, they have to go on the run, mm. they have a little baby. They have a baby. Uh, and Landfall finds out about this, and Reed finds out about this, and both, uh, both uh, sides. factions or Faction. sides. Uh, issue contracts on the baby's head mm. to have it el- eliminated mm-hmm. uh, and they do so secretly okay. so Hazel's existence is a huge whopping secret right uh, one that's used quite often for dramatic effect in the comic where you slow one day someone realises that she's a hybrid or something like that <gasps> uh, she's a hybrid yeah. so there's some fantastic tones so sorry we said space opera mm-hmm. and it does take place on a bunch of different planets mm-hmm. which we'll get to later which might, might affect how we, we film this particular okay. ditty um, and uh, it's also a western very much so a lot of high stakes action a lot of colonies outposts that kind frontier of thing life. frontier kind of stuff going on a lot of mm. those themes um, it's post-colonial in many ways oh um, I don't know if you're interested in post-colonial narratives Michael Not I am that. But um, it's 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 heavily race based and well it is it uses it uses aliens as a, a lens to look at racism and how we treat former colonies and how former colonies are viewed. Isn't it interesting that they they all hate each other for being different species of aliens, mm. but they don't care about people's race within the species of alien. No, it's it's more uh, nationalism than. Mm. Uh, than race, I suppose. Yeah. yeah, but you do get so we have you have various slurs that they throw around, like they call people from Reeth Moonies because it's a moon. Yeah, obviously, and that's a racial slur. Um, there's lots of interesting themes there. Um, very importantly, it's a romance story, and then it's kind of a soap opera. Yeah, it's it's very soap opery. Like Alana and Marco are probably two of the most realistic coupled people that you'll ever see they have a lot of ups and downs and it's not some grand sweeping romance narrative a lot of the time there's a lot of a lot of real stuff real issues also it's sci-fi and fantasy yes sorry I forgot the two <laughs> forgot the two big ones two main ones uh, yeah that's marked really specifically with Wreath Wreath kind of brings in a lot of fantasy influence because they can use magic um, and then the are we sp- going to start saying magic the same way we say baby I hope so I hope baby, so baby magic <laughs> They can use magic. And then the landfall people are actually overseen by um, a royal family of sentient machines. Robot heads. Robot TV heads. heads. TV heads. Yeah. Um, and it's very, very interesting. That's the sci-fi, so it's quite literally sci-fi versus fantasy. Yeah. It all mingles together in the middle. Uh, and it makes saga. And it should be a hot mess. It should be terrible. Uh-huh. Because it's too many things, but whatever way Brian K. Vaughan and Fiona Staples is, I think she's essential in that she can illustrate all these different things mm-hmm. very easily. 
and she does grand landscapes and things like that in a very simple form but I don't think it will work without her art like they've never had a fill-in artist or anything it's very no she's very distinct and it's one of my favourite things is a comic that has a consistent consistent. this is why I kind of went off things like Marvel and and DC because Marvel can't even do a 12 issue series with the same artist they often slip in a new art and it, it annoys me especially if you start with a good one yeah and they go off to a crap one yeah happened with Moon Knight Declan Shalvey was the one for the first six on Warren Ellis' run yeah and Warren Ellis left and they replaced the the artist as well yeah but you see I can kind of take that because the Moon Knight thing was a six tight six if you know what mm. I mean it was it wasn't Moon Knight was never supposed to be a continuing saga like saga it was supposed to be individual little stories you know what I mean um a lot, like, even The Walking Dead which as you know do I'm do a fan do of do 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 do. no not a TV show oh fuck that TV show boring bastard <laughs> so boring it's the bo- <laughs> sorry I've got to remember said this it's the boringest show on television it is terrible uh, but the, the comic has had the same artist and same writer obviously for 150 issues Kirkman yeah and the same the same artist for I think 140 Terry Moore isn't it yeah. Is it Terry Moore? No, no, it's in that shelf there. If you want to take a look, you have to shuffle things around. I'm alright. I'm alright. Um, so, that's Saga in a nutshell. Um, there's lots of nudity in it. There's, there's, it's very R rated, which might also explain some of its appeal. There's blood and guts and gore, and it's like Quentin Tarantino if he restrained himself. <laughs> if he restrained himself? Well, he's like the last. Did you see The Hateful Eight? Uh, yes. Very gory. Like just, just that final bit where blood, everything is just ridiculous. Mm. Um, so it's kind of like that in moments. Um, but something that they really rely on quite heavily is cam, 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 cam. Oh, holy shit! Everybody died. <laughs> they do that a lot. Um, all right, shall we? Shall we talk about this then? What? What did? Who? What was the name of the person we made up? John. John. Did John. John's real. John is real. John is real. John wants to know if we think it would be better as a TV show or as a movie. So. Can I can I you hit can you begin. can I you hit you with a quote? Hit me with your rhythm stick. I'll hit you with a quote from Brian Brian Kevon. Mm-hmm. Oh, you have a quote. Yeah, Kevon sounds like it's it's his name. Kevon. Kevon. Uh, he sounds like a a Buddhist charlatan or something like that with a mononym. Ah, uh, I am Kevon. I am Kevon. Brian Kevon apparently has been inundated with offers uh, for the rights for Saga. Not shocking. No, because it's hugely popular. Apparently, the the collected volumes outsell The Walking Dead. That's kind of cool. That's a big deal. That's kind of cool. That's, that's a lot of selling. Anyway, so Brian Kevon has been inundated, and he originally said that he wrote this book specifically to be unfilmable. Nice. That was kind of his point. His point was that it would be too expensive for television yeah, and too dirty to be nice. a four-quadrant blockbuster. Nice. Um, so, I mean, you can really see what he means about it being too expensive for television. Wow. It, no, it's, it's ridiculously big yeah. and epic mm-hmm. and everything a saga should be. Yeah. Um, but he planet hops... This is the thing. every issue like somewhere new, yeah. All the time. Imagine if we were this was a TV show, and first of all, I don't think that they would be able to get away with 
having the planet and the moon be at war. I think they would be two species living on the same planet. Yeah. To save special effects budget. Yeah. Otherwise, I, you'd have a lot of traveling in between. Yeah. And special effects. Although, I suppose that's really a location thing, isn't it? It depends on how you're going to film it. Like, space travel plays a really central role in it. So that involves building sets. Well, I mean, you could do sets. Like, I always think of it, you know, the the, the tree. Oh, shut up, computer. Ben's talking. Sorry. Sorry, guys. You're like a hipster. How talking. likely are you to recommend Windows 10 to a friend or colleague? Not much now. Yeah. Um, ruining podcasts. For God's sake. What were you saying um, there? I always think of, you know, the 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 tree that flies them through space. Mm. The magic Apparently, tree. That's right. So they fly through space on a magic tree. Apparently, <laughs> we should probably just add that in. Apparently, because Fiona Staples doesn't like drawing technology. So oh. That's why they just fly through the tree in space. That makes a lot of... Sense-ishness. My goodness. I'm going to have to look at more interviews. Yeah, look, I've read a lot of interviews. Staples. Um, I'm just going to try and pronounce her name in a different way. (laughs) Um, But um, I always looked at that as kind of how you would film Firefly, or how Firefly was filmed around the table. I think it would be very similar where you have that closed room. So, I mean, mean, that's not too bad, really. That's doable. It's very doable. No, he does set... A lot, like it's very dialogue based. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of it is very important. She does really simplistic, elegant drawing, but a lot of it is dialogue based mm-hmm. and essential to the whole thing. So that means it could work then. Yeah, but you see, then there's moments of this where it goes big. Yeah, go on. Um, so um, there's the huge like open world where they meet Gus. Yeah, uh, the ice planet. Yeah, there's Pleasure World... With the child prostitutes. With the child prostitutes, which are dealt a very, very, very serious moral hand. So yeah. don't worry. Yeah. Don't worry. Um, yeah, and it's kind of... Um, I just think the scale of it, once you get between different things and giant ships and giant scenes and stuff like that, even if you do a lot of it on location and stuff like that, which is fine. Here's the thing, though. There's a lot of matte painting that's going to go into this. Yeah. Or... It's going to look like Inhumans. Fuck. Yeah. You see, this is what I was worried about. Because think of a thing that was set on a moon and on a planet. And think of a thing that was set on a kind of alien moon with lots of weird-looking aliens and also on a planet. Fuck. I would worry that it would end up looking like Inhumans. I didn't even realise the prosthetics budget on, on something like Sagar. That would be very, very high. There's well, whole, uh, well, the 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 Reethers. Oh no! Sorry, the the two main factions, um, Landfallians yeah. and Reethians. Uh, Re- Reethians. Um, I have to look that one up. Hmm. Um, would be fine. So the Reethians have horns and goat ears, essentially, yeah. and magic base, and they're usually referred to as more animalistic or feral. Yeah. That, that seems but, to be part of their culture. But I'm more talking about in terms of special effects. But oh, sure. Horns are easy. Yeah. Horns are super easy. I'd say for TV, not a movie, for TV, you could drop the goat ears. They're not essential. They're not essential. No. But you need the horns. You need the horns are The horns are quite essential. Yeah. What about the wings? And then the wings. Wings are easy. They'd Especially be CGI. The, uh, I'd say probably practical. Because don't Alana's wings not actually do anything for a good 
She can't fly, can she? Most can't. It's, yeah. it's a special... They're pretty vestigial. Yeah, it's a special knack that some of them develop. Yeah. So she doesn't... It's not like she's a Superman where she's flying around... No, no, they don't. So. She, she can't do super speed or anything like that. She's just going to be on the ground most of the time. But to be fair, Marco doesn't use his horns much. He occasionally uses them to headbutt somebody. But yeah, but that's what... But I mean... <laughs> what are you talking about? Huh? I'm talking about what? No, as in, he as doesn't in... use his horns much. <laughs> what do you know? What I mean? How do you use horns? Probably. Right. Like wings. You fly. Anyway, what I mean is, she, it's not like she's flying around in every episode doing sure. aerial stunts. So it's sure. cheap. Yeah. You could prosthetic wings on a woman. Get her in an L trapeze thing, every, harness every once in a while and pull her up and down. Yeah. Where we go. Grand. Cheap. Where we go. <laughs> in terms of that, the robot people, that would be pretty easy. Well, they're human from the neck down. Yeah. But the big-ass TV head, and it's not its not a new TV. No, it's an old way. TV. It's not like a flat it. screen. It's a big-ass John Logie Bird-looking fucking TV. Is that not the guy invited radio? No, John Logie Bird. TV? Invented TV. Was it? Almost certain. Scottish, was he? I don't... I see that. I'm not weighing in. I don't know. He <laughs> sounds it, though. John Logie Bird sounds very Scottish. But that's a good thing, though. Big giant what, Scottish John Logie Bird? <laughs> Scottish robot characters. No, Ben, as you know, I quite enjoy costuming. You do? And it would be much easier to do a costume for a robot head with a big old fashioned. Oh, of course, because you hollow it out. And... You just hollow it out and put someone's head in it. Uh, have you seen the movie Frank with Fassbender? Yes. Where he has the big head? It would be something Imagine quite that similar. that was just a TV. Yeah. Like, it would be quite doable. similar. Easily doable. Super cheap special effect. Just. You'd have the the screen of the TV painted green. Green, and, and you then you put could... your. That's a really cool thing about Saga. The TV heads are, are incapable of hiding their emotions. Inner, inner emotions. They're quite a cold people for a reason. If they get very emotional about something, a graphic image of that thing yeah. will pop up on their face. Usually, so... gay blowjobs. Yeah, a lot of lot of gay blowjobs, yeah. which I don't really understand because they don't have mouths. The the robots. The robots. They don't. The robots. So how does it, how I don't. Does they... There's not a lot of oral in Robotland. No. Yeah, hope, let's hope yeah. that's not covered too much. These are the weird things that that pop into my head when I'm reading. Like, but you know, how do robot? How do video heads have it, have oral sex? How they probably don't, because they don't have mouths. Anyway, um, yeah, you know, I was kind of thinking TV would be a bad idea, but we're talking ourselves into it a little bit. I think it would be more practical as TV, right? Because, as we said, it's very big for movies. And I don't know if you've noticed, but proper trilogies and uh, quadrilogies and things like that are not really being done outside of Marvel. No, because but that's because everyone keeps trying to start fucking franchises. And they keep flopping. Yeah, just do a good film. And, and then see if, if you get... Uh, I only found out the other day, The Mummy, the terrible Tom Cruise reboot, yeah, so was an attempt it. at starting... Something called the Dark Universe. How did you not hear about the Dark Universe? I had not heard about this. It's one of my favourite things. They're like, oh, we're going to start a whole franchise of evil monster characters with League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Tom Cruise, Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp was signed up, was he? Johnny Depp was going to be the Invisible Man, I think. Jesus. It was going to be awful. God. I watched The Mummy the other day. Have you seen it? Uh, I've seen scenes from it. I, I enjoy Russell... Russell Crowe just being ridiculous. Yeah, he wasn't great in that. I was looking. At, I normally like Russell Crowe. I'm quite yeah. a fan, but I was looking at that and I was just like, "Oh God, so hammy." Yeah, it was pretty bad. It was, anyway, it wasn't great. Sorry, um, but I think generally speaking, it would work much better as we are in the golden age of television. Is it the platinum age of television? Is that what we're calling it now? That was past golden. Yeah, platinum is bigger. 
Uh, mm. The Iridium Age. Yeah, why not? Iridium is very expensive. Is it? Mm. Really? Mm. It's rare. What, what do we use it for? Uh, computer stuff. Computer stuff. Mm. Okay, that's cool. That's all I need yeah. to know. Um, so, yeah. Um, I don't know. It's too... And if the first one flops, and it possibly will, because you get a lot of studio interference and crap like that, yeah, then we're left without a, a finished saga, an unfinished saga. Do you think it will ever finish? It's on what forty issue forty six now, something like that. It's it's quite high now. Yeah. That's that's well, two thousand and twelve. It's still going. So it's five years. Five years. I'd like it to finish in another five years. So you want to get another five? Yeah. Want to get a tight hundred? Tight hundred. Tight hundy. Yeah, I think Walking Dead is overstaying its welcome. It's only so far you can go on an apocalypse planet, isn't it? Well, the thing about Walking... Why are we talking about Walking Dead so much? The thing about Walking Dead is it's not about the zombies, it's about the people. So you can't do it forever. Yeah, exactly. So you can't do it forever, because there's always people, and then the people Mm. will have new situations, and there'll be dramas and whatnot. Can we just focus on that? Yeah. Um, So, anyway. As a team... What about the tonal shifts? Uh, We're going to have to give me a quick citation. Well, okay. Volume 4 uh-huh. Volume 4 Alana and Marco split up Spoilers Sorry everyone yeah, Alana and Marco split up And she joins A kind of Half wrestling Half soap opera Thing And she is an actress For a year And she be also becomes a, a, An addict She becomes an addict He becomes an addict It's both of them They both become addicts Well he She does it first Yeah And she does it secretly uh. And then he finds out And he has a fit And this is why they split up Oh, what a dick. What a dick. Um, so domestic abuse teams. I think that's probably the most domestic arc of the whole thing. They kind of settle down on another planet and try and do... But she joins a wrestling-based soap opera TV program. She has to make money. In disguise. Um, she has to make money. How could she do that on a TV show? Well, they're Everyone... very smart, but she's got to make them, them bills, though. She's got to pay them bills. <laughs> she's got to make them bills. She's got to make them bills. Wow. She's got to pay them bills. Um, um, do you think they would cut that out? Does that have to go? Does the open circuit have to go? It would... Is it too weird? Be too jarring, I think. Because it's happened on the... Speaking of boring TV shows, The Walking Dead does that a lot where they swap the tone mm-hmm. completely and it's always kind of like... And you don't, it kind of knocks you out of it. I don't know. I think you need some kind of rhythm to what you're doing. I don't necessarily think you'd have to get rid of all of it. Mm-hmm. Um... But then the the one that I find the most with tonal shifts is when they swap character perspectives, because sometimes they focus very heavily on Alana and uh, Marco, Marco mm-hmm. but then sometimes they swap over to other characters like the Will or the Brand or the Brand, who I really liked. Yeah, or the Investigators or the Investigators who are great. Yeah, they're, they're really a lot good. of fun. But you see, then that's political drama with the Investigators. Mm-hmm. It's very much a Western uh-huh. spy thriller with the Will. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like those genres all work in a comic because you'll happily read an issue in one or the other. But keeping that tone coherent in a TV series might be a little bit more difficult. I was thinking that a good kind of way to build it as a TV series would be to follow the 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 model of the wire. Oh, okay. And have each season be almost a very different thing with a couple of key characters. Recurring. Yeah, and the key characters are the family, basically. So season one would be the family and their escape from Landfall and Wreath and the birth of Hazel and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. Then season two would basically be Prince Robot's season. 
Nice. And he would become the main okay. character for an entire season. Okay. Season three would be the Will's season. Excellent. I love the Will. Uh, it would be cool. Not that Prince Robot would be gone now, but he wouldn't be the main character anymore. Mm. And then season four would be the investigators season. Yeah, okay, that could work. You see what I mean? That works and a lot better. Back to season five, probably back to Marco and Alana or something. I'd like love, that. I'd, I'd love to know how it's going to all pan out because it always has me like well intrigued. Well, that's the thing that Brian Vaughn says. He says it's going to be. He'd be much more up for it being adapted. Yeah, adaptation, adapted. Yeah, yeah. He'd be much more up for it being adapted when it's finished. Yeah, well, that makes a lot of sense. Which makes sense. It's, that's just the right move. Where's it going to go? But I really like this idea of. It'd be yeah, like a, a season. A season. To every character, there is a season. Turn, turn, turn. Oh, yes, yeah, nice. So, um, we have, a little, we have a little cast. We've Did all, you think of a cast? I, I, I gave, I gave some, some cliff notes in my brain with it. I, Go I on, feel like give, roll them out there. Uh, right, yeah. Hold on. Let's start with Alana. Okay. Tell us something about Alana for a second. There. Well, okay. So, first thing that you need to know about Alana is extremely independent. Yeah. It's her entire character motivation is that she's independent she doesn't really want to be in love but she is Uh, Um, classic woman didn't say that (laughs) Mick said that I stand by it not the unusually attractive co-host crow host Um, but yeah so she's fiercely independent Mm -hmm. kind of a badass yeah Um, doesn't really do violence has taken a pacifist does she? I thought she that take, was Marco. She takes it in the... Well, yeah, but she kind of follows along with it and then abandons it about halfway through. Um, and then, yeah, basically, she really comes into her own when uh, when she becomes a mother. And then it's very much about protecting her daughter at all points. So, uh, fiercely loyal daughter um, to her daughter. Sorry, fiercely loyal to her daughter. Um, very important for her. Uh, and very independent. Yeah. That's who she is. Hmm. Did you give any thought to a... Uh, I, I didn't really have... I was trying to think in my brain who would slow Good. Into that That's one of the best places because to Because she's... I, she's Indian-ish in the comic. Well, she's kind of mixed race. If you Yeah, but if you were going to give her a... I think she'd be Indian-ish. You think so? Or Latina. I thought she was just half half black, half white. Okay, fair enough. That's what I didn't I meant really, by mixed didn't race. Really... Christina Milian? <laughs> Yay, Christina Milian! <laughs> I think Christina Milian is half black, half Latin or something. Anyway, here's who I chose. We have a slideshow. Oh, that's perfect. Oh, it's it's your one from Gotham. Yes, Jessica oh. Lucas. Jessica Lucas, she's awesome. She's uh, she's from Gotham. She was also in a couple of quite good things. She's in Cloverfield. Was she? Yeah. Didn't know that. Yeah, she's in Cloverfield. And she was in another thing that was quite good that I liked, that I've now forgotten. What was that thing? Uh, the Evil Dead. 2012. No the Evil Dead. The remake. Yeah. Uh, so she was pretty good in that. I, I mean, looks-wise, she's pretty much there. She's also stunning. She's very attractive. She's, she's a very attractive very lady. She's a very attractive lady. She's a very attractive lady. My which goodness. I think is important because Alana is supposed to be attractive. Oh, she's a knockout. Yeah. Like everyone, she she often honeypots people. Yeah. She's an attractive lady. I think, I mean, looks wise, we'll put this in the video, but yeah. there, she's close enough. I, acting wise, she te- She tends to play that badass yeah. kind of bossy, yeah. domineering woman character. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, by the way, I've gone TV cast. By the I, way, I, not, I can not see movie that. cast. But that's fine. A lot of people go uh, Rosario Dawson. Nah. I think she's a little old. She's now. a little bit old now. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. I mean, she would be ideal if we were doing a big screen and it was younger Rosario. Yeah. Then we'd be fine. Yeah. But. Mm-mm. Yeah. A lot of people look also look towards Rihanna, but I think that might just be the haircut. Mm-hmm. I think anyone, yeah, you can give anyone a pixie cut. You can give anyone that cut. Yeah. So that's that's so what I'm not entirely for that, but yeah. Jessica yeah. Lucas, but she's he's... about in the right age range. I think she's about thirty. Yeah. No. So you know, I'm I'm very happy with that. Jessica Lucas is a solid choice. Yeah, I'm surprised you recognised her. Oh yeah, no. Uh, she used to be in a terrible show called. Um, I think it was called Friends with Benefits. Yes. Was that? What, yeah, she yeah. was. She used to be in that. I remember her from that formative. Formative. It was like four years ago. I know, You're I, so young. I was a late bloomer. You're so um, young, ben. Yeah, You're the youngest person I've ever cool. met. Cool. I'm totally okay for Jessica Lucas. Okay, let's talk about so, Marco. Uh, yeah. So Marco, probably the most interesting for me. He's one of the most interesting characters in the mm-hmm. whole uh, thing. He Sexist. is a war hero. Mm-hmm. It is sexist. Um, he's a war hero. He. Um, is known for his prowess uh, in violence especially he's mm-hmm. very adept at violence he kind of goes into a feral mode and tends to kick the shit out of people he's frequently seen to take down six seven eight guys at one time like me um, yeah just like Mick um, which is why I've chosen Mick yay <laughs> 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 my time is gone um, yeah but he's very uh, aggressive um, but he's taken a vow of uh, celibacy not celibacy like me no 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 no. <laughs> I don't know how your significant other feels about that um, she's just found out <laughs> um, no he's taking a vow of peace uh, or an armistice mm-hmm. um, in his case um, and like, he's frequently brought into conflict with this because people my, want my Ben Crow people, didn't work it's, out pretty, well. it's pretty good, it's not good. I like it um, my, Michael doodled me on his paper <laughs> Um, and he constantly comes into conflict with this because people keep trying to kill his daughter mm-hmm. and he, he keeps like that. He keeps mm-hmm. having to go back in it's like every time I get out they pull me back in keep away from my baby stay away from my daughter so who do you think uh, I, I actually I, I know I always say Kit Harrington but I think Kit Harrington Kit would make Harrington. a very good very good Marco but mm. he is of Asian uh, origin or Asian ethnicity Space Asian. Uh, space Asian. Space Asian. Um, That's the second time we've made that joke. <laughs> Who was the other Space Asian? Uh, couldn't tell you. Doesn't matter. I'm keeping it anyway. Um, but he, he, they've come under fire recently. Uh, not Saga. Um, I think fans had some big debate mm-hmm. over who should pay him in a movie. And I don't know why, but for whatever reason... It became a whitewashing scandal where people were like, so often does. are you trying to whitewash the character? And it's like, mm. I don't think he's clearly defined. As, he certainly has, I would have said more Middle Eastern features. Well, this is always the thing about drawing it. It's, it's a comic. Like, yeah. So exactly. I, I don't know what, what it is. Let's be honest, Ben. Asian people and Caucasian people are very similar looking. They are. No, uh, no, hold on. Unless you're gonna go and do comical slanted eyes and yeah, round okay. nose yeah, and right. stuff in a comic Fair book, enough. in terms it's, of yeah. it's very hard in a cartoon to make to, a distinction between yeah. Asian and white, absolutely, without doing a different style. That's fair. 
Um, I'll give you that. So anyway, here's who I chose. Oh, that's a crap picture. Oh, it's yeah, it's oh, Young. Walking Dead. He's yeah. ideal. His body type is very similar. He's got the same body type. He's, I think he's a little smaller than Jessica Lucas, which I think would really work. It could. She's quite independent. Thing like yeah. she's more kind of physically intimidating than him in the comic. I found, and yeah, like he, Marco in the comic, he doesn't. Ha- he is, according to both Staples and Vaughn, he is supposed to be Asian looking. Okay, uh, but he, you know, like we said, it's very hard to make someone look Asian without it being looking like a stereotype. So he's got the right body type. The right age. He's got the acting chops. He does. He's quite a good actor. He's a decent he does emotion actor. very well. Emotion is and very Marco's important. Marco's a very Marco. emotional character. Yeah. He thinks, with his he-, he thinks with his heart. I think he's 31 or 32. Perfect. So he's... That's kind of ideal. Yeah. A couple a of sideburns. Slap a few yeah. sideburns on him. He, like, he's not as sexy as Kid Harrington, though. Kid Harrington gets the ladies in, wouldn't he? Yeah. Although he's quite popular, isn't he? He's, in, a, he's in, a popular in man. Fandom. He's, a, yeah. he's, he's a handsome man. He's a handsome man. He's a handsome young so, man. So I, I see no reason that we couldn't have him. Two victories. Two, two victories. So you're winning on, on two counts. Who's next? Uh, I don't know. who. Isabel. Isabel. Oh, I love Isabel. Isabel is one of my, my favourite characters in that show, uh, in that comic. Uh, Isabel is a ghost. Mm. Um, what's she called again? A, a haunt or a ghast? Something like that. Something like that. Uh, basically, uh, they meet her on a little stopgap planet that mm-hmm. they end up on. Um, and she belongs to a special tribe of ghosts, I guess, yeah. uh, that people. are the dead memory or the dead uh, who, of the war mm-hmm. between Landfall and Wreath. Um, so it's quite an interesting thing of like the sins of the past coming back to haunt you. They have all this kind of thing. What she can do is project huge illusions. Illusions. That's her superpower. Yeah. She can transform herself into. On the TV show, it'll be small illusions. Anything, it'll be small illusions. Unfortunately, um, she's eternally optimistic. Mm-hmm. She's quite upbeat, uh, and most importantly, she is Hazel's nanny. She uh, bonds with Hazel to travel with her. They can only leave that little planet if they bond with a living mm-hmm. human uh, and can be carried with them. Um, so she bonds with Hazel on the agreement that she gets to travel off the rock. Her kind of most physically defining feature is that she has no lower half. Yes, sorry, she's been ripped in half. I don't think that will survive the transition. It would be cool if it did, though. It would be cool, but, but also that would be very crazy. expensive. There'd just be a lot of shots from 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 midriffle. I'd say it would just be she's a bit transparent. She's a bit transparent. Or no floating either. No she floating. floats everywhere in the comic, yeah. but I, I don't. I, again, I, I think she might just look like a normal person. Yeah, and she might just be, just be a, a normal person in a tattered, a bloody t-shirt or yeah. something. And she'll be intangible, and people can walk through. Yeah, and people stuff. can walk through. There'll be a lot of jokes like, "Hey, I'm standing right here." Exactly. There'll be a lot of that stuff going on. Any ideas? Uh, who did I have for that one I did have someone for this one it's gone out of my mind oh no sorry um, too too old definitely too old but uh, Ygritte from Rose Leslie yeah I thought she'd be great as a chirpy little yeah I don't think she's necessarily too old she's about 30 odd as well isn't she well, no, Hazel, or Isabel's a bit younger, isn't she? Isabel's she's, a teenager. She's a teenager. Yeah, um, well, she was a teenager when she died. Yeah, she's a teenager when she died. She's not a teenager anymore. But I thought she had the right kind of chipper, chirpy. Mm. Or Maisie Williams, now that I think about it. Oh. Maisie Williams might be ideal. That's a good one. Now, now that I give it a solid thought. Oh, this is this is our... Our old friend, Ksenia. Our old friend. <laughs> um, okay, right. So she's, 
she's close to 30 as well. I like that you have a gif this time. It's a gif. Look, it's a little animated gif. She's close to 30 as well. But one, she has the look. She does. She does yeah. that gothish alt yeah. young one thing quite well. Um, second of all, she is, and this is not I meaning to body shame anyone here, but she's very skinny and very okay. small. And Which even is though a... she's close to 30, she would easily play a dead teenager. There's a compliment. You know, there's, there's one you can take home to your mother. Do you see what I'm getting at? Imagine if you pinked her up a bit. She's pink in the comments. She's pink, yeah. There's be a picture in the, in the video. Pink her up a bit. Perky, dead teenager, no problem. Yeah, easy. Yeah. I like that. I'll take that or Maisie Williams. Yeah. We'll let them decide. Who's next? We'll do auditions. I can't remember. Clara. Clara. Little... Marco's mother. Ah! Oh, Clara's awesome. Yeah. I forgot about Clara. Yeah. Um. So... She's a real badass. Uh, there are two very important characters in Marco's life, his father and his mother. Uh, his mother is... Uh, everyone on Wreath is a warrior. Mm-hmm. It's their rite of passage. It's what they do. They're, they're like a, Klingons. They're a war... Yeah, I guess. Uh, they're a war culture. It's what they do. And his mother is one of the most badass characters in the entire show. Mm-hmm. Um, she ends up in prison at one point and runs the prison by the end of it and kind of does all that kind of thing uh, and his father is actually the one that encourages him to be a pacifist because his father has more pacifist tendencies I didn't cast his father his father uh, it's not essential uh, the mother is far more dominant hates uh, hates why is my brain not working uh, Alana yeah, yeah I'm very hungry <laughs> uh, hates Alana because she is part of the enemy race uh-huh. uh, and obviously there's a great dynamic there where they kind of thaw themselves out over time mm-hmm. um, and she's fiercely protective of Marco but also judges him very harshly um, based on his decisions and things like that and she works as very much a, a core strength to the thing her and uh, Alana, or her and Isabel have a very strong bond mm. towards the end of their respective runs um, so she's much older much much older um, and who would I get to play her that's an excellent question um, I didn't think about her at all well she's vital though isn't she I she's essential you, like it's weird that I didn't if you cast Kit Harrington it would have to be Michelle Farley which one is Michelle Farley his mother from Game of Thrones oh fair enough oh yeah. she would suit very well yeah <laughs> are we just gonna are we just gonna approach everyone with Game of Thrones well yeah I just have a Game of Thrones cast well I've kind of yeah here's look here's who I picked she's very young she's not well she looks that, I know that's, that's Asians she, of S.H.I.E.L.D. that's Asians of S.H.I.E.L.D. oh god <laughs> uh, it's Ming-Na Wen Ming-Na Wen is 54 what yeah Wow. Exactly. Congratulations, team her. She has aged very well. Also, I think it would be very nice for her to play a mother. But she's not a traditional mother figure. I know, but that's the point. It's the wonderful... She could have tender moments. Stretch her acting range a bit. Because she has been playing sexy kung fu ladies for her entire career. 30-odd years. Yeah, so give her something She was Chun-Li in Street Fighter. No. Yeah. She is a sexy kung fu lady in, in everything. In everything, basically, and I so mean, now she can be sexy older kung fu lady. Sexy older kung fu lady, and she can. Sexy, I mean, we've had this before. Older people are sexy too. Yeah, older people can be sexy too, but she has aged very well. <laughs> she has. That's fuck. That's remarkable. Yeah, it's, like it's pretty, well done. Pretty impressive. Also, 
no whitewashing accusations here. Hooray! She's completely Asian. Such so race fine. sensitivity. Although Stephen Young is Korean. And she is Taiwanese, I think. Are you, are you saying that all Asians are the same in television world? No. I, well, I think Hollywood thinks they are. Well, you know, also... <laughs> this just sprung into my mind there. But you do have Game of Thrones where you have a Swedish person playing the brother of an English woman. Mm, I mean, they're, they're he's as, Swedish. Isn't he Swedish? Yeah. No, he's definitely something. I thought he was Ukrainian or Russian. Or Nikolai Kostowalich. Yeah, Kostowalich. Yeah. Um, also, their other brother is American. Are you saying all Europeans are the same, Ben? Yes. Oh, okay. Categorically. Um, yeah. So that's who I was thinking there for her. It's pretty it's solid. Just, I, I like. I like. I like the picture of Dorian Gray over there. She's. <laughs> she's a, it's, it's strange. She is in a romantic relationship with Phil Coulson in. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Okay. And I think she's actually slightly older than him in okay. real life. But on screen, it looks like a typical older man, younger woman, Hollywood... Thing. Yeah. But it's <laughs> but actually the other way around. Age appropriate. Fair in enough. In fact, she might be older than him. She's the one cradle snatching. Yeah. Uh, hold on, I think I put these in the wrong order, so I don't want to surprise oh, the next one. Yes, I did. There we go. Uh, so, The Will. Oh, I love The Will. Where there's a will, Ben. So, there are... Oh, my God. Uh, there are uh, a confederation of bounty hunters and mercenaries. They're not called bounty hunters, though. They're right? not. They're called freelancers. Freelancers. That's what they're called. Mm-hmm. Um, oddly enough, he uses a lance. That's yeah. his weapon of choice. Uh, but they all get a license, mm-hmm. and they all then choose uh, a definite article and a defining characteristic. Mm-hmm. So some of them are called the Will. There's mm-hmm. another one called the Stalk. Mm-hmm. There's another one called the Brand. Yeah. That's his sister. The Dave. Uh, is there the Dave? No, no I didn't think so. Dave. I didn't think so. You son of a bitch. Put me out of my game. But the Will is quite amazing. He is... I don't think it's ever been defined what he is. He has superhuman strength. Yeah. In some capacity. He wears a superhero costume. He wears a magic cape. Casually. Uh, but he never wears the cowl. He yeah. has a cowl that hangs... At the back of him, but he never puts the cow. I think it's a, a battle trophy or a, a victory oh, trophy that he got off somebody else. Killed a superhero. And it's useful. Um, and then he has his ever-faithful companion, which is the lion cat. Lion. The lion cat is a huge oversized cat. And every time someone tells a lion in its presence, it says, lying. Mm-hmm. Um, and he uses that as a, a very easy... Uh, lie detector mm-hmm. for his job um, he's a complete not a badass yeah. very conflicted again yeah. um, heartbroken gets fat yeah. he has a huge arc where he falls into the depths of despair um, he's quite romantic mm. um, he's in love with all the wrong ladies um, and uh, yeah I really like him he's a great character uh, badass I actually did pick someone for that but it was an easy one Jason Statham everyone picks Statham he's, he suits it so well yeah. uh, but if I had to pick outside of that, I did have a secondary. I one. don't think Statham would do TV. Statham wouldn't do TV. Um, he might if it was big enough though. If you got a, he probably wouldn't. He probably wouldn't do TV. I also think he might be a bit old now. He's yeah. They're all, they're all all the ones we grew up with are getting mm. a bit old. That's a shame. I didn't grow up with Statham. Uh, <laughs> okay, I grew up with Statham. Yeah, I grew up in Statham era. Uh, who was I thinking of? I did have somebody else for this. Curses. Uh, Kurt Russell. Kurt, uh, Kurt Russell. I would, I would totally watch Kurt Russell be the wheel. That would be awesome. I actually thought I went a little bit further. Dominic Cooper. Dominic Cooper. Or Luke Evans. Luke Evans was the one that. Dominic I Cooper and Luke Evans are pretty interchangeable. I guess that's kind of yeah their generation. But I would say Luke Evans now that I think about it. Mm. 
Do you want to see my one? Luke Evans, sure. This is who I chose. This TV's Matt Smith. Oh, no way. Doctor Who. Doctor Who. He'll shave his head. He will, he has. He'll shave his head. He has the, the, the he, chiseledness. He suits that very well. Doesn't he? That's that's completely out of left field, but uh, I like it. He's a bit thin, but, but he's he getting bulk. older. He he's get, and, and he's getting older. Like He was very young when he played Doctor Who. He could bulk. He could be gritty. He could be... He scary, can. You've yeah. seen him do... He, he has those wrathful Doctor moments. Yeah. So that's my choice. That's a great choice. I like Matt Smith. Matt Smith, I think, might win. Uh, who's next? Hold on. No, you're you're, you're the one on. with the run I have to think. through. I know. Uh... Oh, uh, oh, Gwen. Gwen is another awesome character. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, turns out, yeah. before he went off to war, Marco was engaged to a lady. A lady. Um, he didn't have a baby with her. Though, didn't did have he? a baby with her. A prick. Uh, and she really wanted one too. Mm-hmm. So they were betrothed to each other and mm-hmm. by all accounts madly in love at one point. Um, and then Marco ran off and, and met a, a, a lovely a lovely young Alana and, mm-hmm. and off they went and she was forgotten about so she decides to track him down yeah. um, and make him pay because hell hath no fury like a woman's going is it her who hires the will? Uh, no she finds the will mm. she comes across the will on her journey um, and I think she's determined then to get him to help her mm-hmm. to track it down um, yeah she's awesome um, again strong very independent character very well written yeah. Um, they all have. The thing I really like about the way they're written is they all have huge glaring flaws, and it doesn't get in the way of your sympathy for them quite often. Um, so she starts off very much as a, a scorned woman, and she has that character very much for her first two issues. Maybe she just seems like someone out for revenge or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then you kind of get into the complexities, and you realize that Marco did promise her a lot, and she did genuinely love him. It's not a case of how dare you do this to me. It's more a case of how could you leave me? How like why would you lie? Um, and uh, yeah so she's she's awesome she's got Any big cast? old afro um, she's black mm-hmm. um, in terms of comic book stuff um, who was I thinking of for that one I did have someone for this as well see your one your original pick for Alana could be very good Jessica Lucas Gwen. yeah she doesn't fit but because we've already cast her yeah. but she would have been perfect um, who was I thinking of it's in my head again it's in the corner of my brain Oh, um, same same woman I always pick for these kinds of things. Uh, Irish actress from Preacher, Rose. Ruth Negger. Ruth Negger, yeah. Yeah, interesting. But she's ideal for that kind of thing. Christina Milian. Christina Milian. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Christina Milian. Hey! Like. Uh, yeah, let's move on. Fair enough. Fair enough. It's Christina Milian. What more can uh, we say? So the final character is Gus. Gus is a little seal man. Who's kind of scary and dangerous, <laughs> and I think the really the ideal casting for Gus is you, me. I've done a little, As a little, a little seal man, a little diagram here. I would love that. That would be awesome. See, look at his little face. He's yeah. Look at him in his little overalls. And there's you in your little suit. Gus is great. Do you know what I really, really wanted? And I know it seems completely ridiculous because he's an adorable character, but I really wanted him voiced by a really burly British old man. Yeah. Like Ian McShane or yeah. Ray Winston or something. I was thinking that... Uh, I have a few more notes, but I just wanted to get that gag in. Uh, good gag. I thought the Robot Prince, Prince Robot, would have to be that guy who I like in everything. You know the guy. You know the one I'm thinking about. You know the one. He's in everything. Uh, he's great. He's great in everything. Uh, he's, he, he makes everything better. 
He was in Spartacus. He was in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. John Hanna! Oh, yeah! John Hanna. Just a complete and utter cock of a human being yeah, most of yeah. the time. He's just... He, yeah. he he's bumbly and He's bumbly and arrogant all at the same time. Yeah. He's wonderful. And he has nothing but disdain for other people. He'd be great as Prince Robert. He'd be good. He'd be good. Yeah. Almost as good as me as Gus. Yeah. <laughs> Almost. Um, any others? Any other... Um, before we I don't know if I talk about any other ones. Um... No, I'd be kind of interested in casting the transsexual character mm-hmm. that makes an appearance. I don't think yeah. she's transsexual, hermaphrodite. I think she's transsexual. Is she a choice? Or is she so. just born that way? I think she's... Oh. No, no. I mean, no, no, no. Anyone, no, 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 no. What I mean Hold on a minute, is... I'm just going to get my barge pole. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not touching this one. Uh, you know what I mean. Is it surgery? I think she's transsexual. Is she born? Petrature. Yeah, Petrature. And uh, I, I would kind of interested in casting that one. Oh, you see, I kind of laid off Petra because she doesn't come into volume eight. Oh no, she's she's a very late addition. Yeah, but she's an interesting character. I think she is very much. She very much. She's so she's cast out by the normally very close wreath community because she's uh, transsexual mm-hmm. and she's treated as other, mm-hmm. even in an other community, even in a prison where they're all. Look at his people. little face. <laughs> Look at your little face. It's perfect. <laughs> ben, will you get some yellow overalls? <laughs> Look at will. them. That was amazing. I Sorry, you were saying will. something kind of thoughtful there. Um, no, she's. We're gonna have to do this. <laughs> I did this about two hours ago, and I've just been waiting to show you. It's just brilliant. The ears oh. are going to be bled Oh, oh sorry listeners Sorry listeners um, What were you saying there About transsexual representation? She's um, Even in prison With other wreaths Where they Stick very close together She's outside Of them And yet she's the only one Who will accept Hazel uh, While she's in prison Oh yeah Because she she's very, Understands Yeah She's very relaxed Around Hazel mm-hmm. And Hazel is treated Very much as Another to others Because she's a hybrid um, So Wreaths, wreathians mm-hmm. want nothing to do with her, and landfellians want nothing to do with her. I mean, and folians, and folians, It's casting transsexual characters is tricky. It's a thing now, isn't it? It's a big issue. It's but a, do they? But do they? Do we have that many prominent transsexual actors? Well, maybe we don't, don't because where are the characters for them to play? Yeah. Ben, did you ever think of that? Mm, no, you see, I'm a, I'm a middle-class white male. I don't, <laughs> I don't have to think about these things. Bloody hell. I think that'll do it. That'll do it. Yeah. It's about it. Yeah. It's about it. We didn't oh. need any of it. Oh, you know, this extra stuff. We're going to talk stuff. about Rick and Morty and it. We can do that next week. We can do that next week. I'd like to. I'd like to. I think we should have a a, a whole season review of Rick and Morty. Yeah, we should, should do a Rick and Morty because it's very good. Maybe we'll um, wait till this season finishes. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. We could talk about it as well. I also have a pitch for authority. I want to give you. Oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, anyway, if you have any other ideas for us, or if you agree or disagree with us, yeah, would you prefer it as a TV series or yeah, a movie? Hit us up on on YouTube and um, do a comment. Yeah. Did we whitewash it too much for you? Uh, give us, give us, give us hell. I don't think there's any white people in my cast. Oh, Matt Smith. No, there isn't. But I just like people to say what a good job we did on that. <laughs> uh, Actually, guys, no complaints. Thanks, guys. We're also on Twitter, aren't we? We are on Twitter. Mick and Ben. That's where we get our ideas Mick and Ben. From. It's where we get our very real tweets. At Mick and Ben. Um, hashtag Mick and Ben, and we'll find it. Yeah, well, we, we might find it. We if you hashtag Mick and Ben, 
there are three things. There's us. Uh-huh. We're currently the most popular hashtag Mick and Ben. Get in. There are two brothers in America who are children. Oh, I don't like that. Called Mick and Ben. And there was a gay characters in, I think it was Queer as Folk. Well, that's fine. Called Michael and Ben. That's fine. So I think we're currently the most popular of those. Three, yes. Three it's only a matter of time before Queer as Folk has a has a come yeah. around again. We can anyway. relegate to the bottom of the pile. Let's go. That's all of that from us. Bye. Thanks. Bye.